When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
Okay, we're here with Alicia Stockman, and the first song we want to talk about is The Porter House? Yeah, we can talk about that. And this was your first single? This is my first single. It came out last November, year anniversary of that. And yeah, but now it's part of my six-song EP that I have out. Fantastic. Yeah. So tell us about the origination of this song. Okay, uh, so The Porter House came from, I went to Ireland last year, the year before. It's hard to remember these days, but... Um, I was there for three weeks. My boyfriend and I rented a camper van and drove around the country. Um, it was just this big, long adventure. Um, a lot of people asked me if it was a musical tour, but it really wasn't. It was like a big hurrah, like we're never going to, when's the next time we're going to be able to go out of town for three weeks and not have to worry about anything. Um, so it was really just more just a time to have fun, go seek out good times and music. And it was more of just an adventure than it was a tour. I was in my mind, locking away, like, potential, like, oh, when I come back and go on tour in Ireland, I'm going to go to these places. Um, but we ended up in this town, Westport, in County, farthest western coast of Ireland. And we were seeking out this famous bar. It's called Matt Malloy's Pub. And it's, um, Matt Malloy is a famous member of the Chieftains, which is a famous Irish trad band. Um, they've been around everybody in Ireland knows who they are, and most Irish trad fans know who they are. Um, but we went there expecting great music, and we're like, gonna, you know, you never know who's going to drop in. Some like really big time artists could stop in just to like hang out. So we went being really crowded, and there were all these, um, the music was great. There were some really awesome musicians there that night, but it was really crowded in a small room, and there was all these stuffy old ladies who were just like holding down their spots, and so there was nowhere to sit. 
you know, we were like standing in the doorway, like trying to like peek our heads in and, and watch this music. And so we ended up going next door because it was just a little too crowded. And we wanted to sit down, have a beer. So then bar next door happens to be the Porter house. So we went crowded. It was a little bit more cozy and uh, there was some really good music there. So we're like, oh, great. Like this isn't Matt Malloy's famous pub, but this is also really great. And we ended up hanging out there in the staff there was really nice and they had some awesome bartender he played music as well so he was kind of waiting for his moment and as soon as that moment arose he got up and played some johnny cash songs which i was just i was like i came all the way to ireland to hear irish people play johnny cash of all things the most famous musician in ireland johnny cash might be the favorite <laughs> but um so he played some songs and then uh I got to, they let me to play a couple songs later that night. And so, um, do you remember what you played? I don't remember. I was playing a lot of cover songs then. Cause I think I was just worried. Like, I don't know. I was just really wanted people to like, no, I played a couple songs of my own, but I think I played a couple covers too. The other thing is they all really self-conscious that I didn't know any Irish traditional songs. And, and they're like, no, no, no. We hear those all the time. Like, play American music. Play whatever you want to play. So I played, like, some, like, American classic rock covers or some folk songs and stuff. And they really, people loved it. So it was really fun. I played a couple songs. And then we ended up just making friends with the bar staff and the people who were running the music that night. And so we ended up coming back the next night because they were having an open trad session the next night. And so there's kind of a little bit you know, coming and going and playing songs and whatnot. I actually didn't write anything while I was in Ireland. I brought like blank notebooks with this intention of spending a lot of time journaling and coming up with lyrics. And I like borrowed a guitar from somebody that we'd like on the country with us and I didn't write anything. And so when I got home, I was like, okay, now I can decompress. I can spend some time with like, I tried to write down as many like experiences as far as um, like sensory experiences, like sights, smells, and everything and I came away with like the only song I wrote of I thought I was gonna write like 15 songs about Ireland but I wrote one <laughs> but I'll take the one that I got though and um so I wrote the Porter House and I think that that mo that experience stuck with me just because it went from being a bar to being something that really represented more about music and community for me just showing up and getting to know people and then this is a great spot to go have a beer. And then getting to know the, you know, the bar staff and the people who are running the music and being like, oh, there's there's more to it than just a nice, you know, a pint of Guinness or whatever. The way that people listen to music in Ireland and the way that they music in these pubs was just so powerful to me in that it's it's more about like people listen. And I think that's something here I often I've played in bars and restaurants a lot. I've been background music, what I like to call. I've been that a lot. And I played, you know, these three hour gigs where I'm playing cover songs and occasionally someone will come up and be like, Oh, do you know landslide by Fleetwood Mac? And I'll be like, <sighs> instead of being like, Oh, would you like to hear some? Or would you like to know who I am as an artist? Instead, they want to hear a song that they know already. So it was really cool to just watch people really engage with music in this way. That's just really important to them. And traditional Irish songs, I think are so powerful it is folk music and it's um the way that people carry on stories and histories and knowledge passed down through generations and it's kind of interesting because everybody knows these songs in Ireland it's like our nursery rhymes but it's like for every generation 
and they've been passed down for generations. Everybody knows them. And so they all connect through this, these different songs. Um, so for me, that was really powerful, like just the way that they remembered music, um, used it in their daily lives and it came and brought people together as community. So for me, it was the second verse. We kind of start out light, you know, head on down the porterhouse, have a, have a pint, you know, hang out. It's like my trip advisor review. It's a good place to go. <laughs> and then we kind of go into like, oh yeah, Pat's there. And Pat is, was the bartender there at night who sang Johnny Cash. And I was like, you know, you're going to have a good time. But then we go into the porterhouse, you know, we bring around the next quarter. It's kind of building on that idea of community. And so then the second verse or however you want to look at it is really about like, what do these songs represent? And they bring us to, you know, they, they're bringing about that sense of community and you know, grief. There's a lot of sadness in songs. There's a lot of joy in songs, but a song is a song. It does what it will. It will. A song has a lot of purposes and no matter where you are, whether you're like Nashville or American home of so much music and song to like these other Irish traditional songs, like it doesn't really matter. Like they're going to move you one way or another. So for me, it was really just about that journey of like starting out with just, Oh, a great place to hang out to like, Oh my gosh, this means so much more to me as sense of yeah, expressions and memory and all the different functions of a song. So that's the long-winded version <laughs> of what that song means. So a lot of your songs um, are about a time and a place and a memory of... Mm -hmm. There's a moment here, but it's more than a moment. It's an evening. Yeah. And it's a very specific evening, right? It's a Monday evening, is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not usually the best night in a bar. Also... The song on Wednesday <laughs> or Saturday, I mean, lyrically, but someone explained it to me once and I, I kind of lashed onto it. Ben Soleil, he's a cellist. He plays in a band called Ben Soleil and the Kentucky Natives. And he said he, like, he writes songs um, as he takes like this microscopic view of something and then pulls out. And by the end of the song, you have this like big view. And for me, it's like that, but with like a moment in time to so like, oh, well, here's this imbued with sensory experiences like sight, smell, taste, texture. And so it can build up this scene where you're, you know, there and then you pull out away from it and you're like, whoa, this isn't just the smell on draft or whatever. Like this moment is more than just having to be with your friends. This moment is why we come here. You know, it's an explanation of like, we don't just come to have a beer. Like there's so much more that we come to experience. We experience connection. We go to bars to experience connection. Not necessarily bars per se, but the way that these bars, these pubs, the way that people connected, like pubs are a place of community where you go to see your friends, talk about business to like unload after a long day at work, regulars and everybody knows each other and that kind of thing. So it was like, we went from the sights and sounds and smells of this bar and the people there to like this bigger picture, zoom out. And then you're like, whoa, there's so much more to it than that. So that's kind of like where I take these moments and the figure, the 10,000 foot view. So talk to me a, a little bit about the creation of the songs. There's a lot of different instruments. Um, in particular, I was thinking about Billy Joel's Piano Man <laughs> and it's sort of an acoustic singer songwriter's version of that sitting in a pub and watching characters evolve to a certain extent. <laughs> There's probably more characters in Piano Man than this. <laughs> yeah. Because but, but talk to me about the creation of the sound. Like the arrangement and everything. Um, well, this 
there's some backstory to um, the creation of this EP and these singles, which ties in. I played with a band for a really long time. I played in bars and restaurants with this band and we played a lot of cover songs. And so I kind of was working with the resources I had. And there, I was really lucky to have some really talented musicians that I'd been working with. And they were on board with creating these things. And, and I am like eternally grateful for their help in this process because it was intense and a really steep learning curve. But they really helped me out to bring these songs to life in a different way. Very DIY project. So if you look at the CD cover, I'll show it to you, but it's Needlepoint because I was in the spirit of DIY. We made everything ourselves. I did all like the digital distribution. My drummer, Nick, he did all of the like recording engineering and we sent it to a friend of ours in Austin to do the mixing. And like, it was just like a hodgepodge of, you know, we'd get together on like a Tuesday afternoon for a couple hours and we were recording in um, a practice space where other bands also rehearsed. So we kind of like had to time it right when these other heavy metal bands weren't playing so we could record vocals and stuff. So it was, you know, it was an experience, but we had this great Pete and he just, he just brought a really nice flavor to it. I hadn't really played with a piano player a lot. He wasn't in the band originally. He came on the project just to help record this EP. And it was a really nice taste because I used to be in more rock and blues and soul. And so we had like loud electric guitars and like, you know, we were kind of a party band. So it was really fun to switch it up and have this beautiful piano. And I feel like the song really calls for it. If I had my dream, like, oh, for sure, fiddle in there and some mandolin or something, some more of those like trad traditional instruments for folk. And I would love to maybe someday it'll get a re-release and a facelift with those sounds because I think it'd be super fun. But I really brought a nice melodic feel to it. Whereas a lot of it, we had mostly like um, rhythmic instruments between like bass drums and acoustic guitar. It was really a nice touch to have that. And then um, Meg Frampton sang harmony vocals on it that that helped bring in a nice feeling. The other thing too is then the end of the song, there's this like la-di-di-di-di-di-di part and it's just kind of some made-up lyrics, but it, a lot of the, the other thing that happened at these bars was everybody sang along. We playing a song and of course everybody knows every Irish traditional song there and so they would just sing along and everyone there is a great musician and it just blew my mind. I'm like, this country is ridiculous. Like everyone's talented and they just like, oh yeah, no big deal. It's fine would be singing along so to me like that part was the like you know your beer in hand your shoulders around your friend and you're just kind of singing along and I feel like there's a there's a minor chord in there that's that kind of brings it a little darker but I think that too in that it's like it's not always friends in low places <laughs> like <laughs> it's not always just a drinking song and drinking songs have other purposes too and so for me like the harmony vocals in that section are are supposed to me represent community sing-along feel so yeah, yeah. so that kind of explains and there's a you know a dark side to a lot of celtic traditions yeah as well yeah <laughs> i mean like in there in the song there's a line that says in a country that sings to remember its grief you know ireland's been through some shit <laughs> like <laughs> you know just like 800 years of british occupation so they have a lot of songs to remember those moments and like it's kind of a never forget thing there's also songs about lost love. There's songs about going to war. There's songs about um, immigrating and all these under like these wonderful stories that are held in these songs. And those moments are important to remember too, even if they're 
I like the la-di-da because if I don't know the lyrics, I can sing with you <laughs> yeah. on that part. And do you, when you do that live, does the audience sing along to that ever? Sometimes. Or, I, there's, you get that magic chemistry? Yeah, there's a couple of places where I've been able to play it. I've been pursuing kind of more less fewer bars and restaurants and more singer-songwriter listening room situations. Um, I was recently in Austin, Texas at a conference called Swerfa, Southwestern Regions. And um, I got to showcase, I was in the unofficial alternate showcase, which means we have this conference where we bring artists and venues and bookers and promoters together and you play your music for these people and they kind of, we kind of build a network. And I got to play, <laughs> as I'm playing the song, I'm like, if there's anyone more qualified to help me out with this part of the song, I just can't imagine it. Like I'm a room full of folk singers. <laughs> so I'm like, please join me on this. And stepped in and sang it with me in like four part harmony. I was like, this is my dream. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. So I was like, yeah, you'll pick up on this. So it was really fun to have people join in on that. It was fun. Is that recorded? If not, unfortunately, that'd be, that'd be sweet. 